Did you know that all modern scent hounds are descendant of the bloodhound? Or that the chihuahua's ancestor, the Tashiji dog, dates back to the Aztecs? Or that a border collie named Chaser knows 1,000 words? You know, the pit bull used to be considered America's dog and was our country's symbol in World War I. Did you know that you could learn all of these facts and more about dogs if you listen to our podcast, We're Getting a Dog? Each week, we go over a different breed's history and what it takes to own it. And we talk a little bit about why we love the breed and try to present each dog in a fair light. You can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream podcasts. From the Arcadia Podcast Network. Hi there, listener. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Just so you know, this show contains explicit language and some possible adult themes. Listeners under 13 or anyone who could be offended by the subject matter are given caution. Hello, I'm Wesley Van Hoosen, and this is Good Food for Bad Friends. On this podcast, I'll have a different guest every week to talk about their history with food. Along with each episode, you can find recipes inspired by the featured guest on our website, goodfoodbadfriends.com. Dimitri is a man of the world. He is the most elusive of the friends in these first episodes, but I don't say that as a judgment or insult. He grew up with the influences of many cultures, and that affords him a very wide range of culinary knowledge. I actually got to talk to Dimitri for the first time shortly before we moved away from our bachelor pad, and from then on, we always connected with each other at the various dinner parties in our group of friends. A very vivid food memory I have of Dimitri is of a game night from maybe about four years ago. I had to leave for some reason, and I remember feeling bad and coming back with the makings of a cheese plate. Dimitri and I, along with Matt Harvey, scarfed that thing all night. I also remember dominating the game catchphrase with Matt as my partner. One of the beautiful things about a friendship are the moments when you can newly revel in each other's life experiences and learn the things that make up who your friends are. Dimitri, like I said before, is the worldly one. When we're not facing a pandemic, he spends his summers in Alaska as a tour guide for the White Pass Railroad. He's lived in the United States, Mexico, and was born in his native country of Greece. I mentioned this later in the episode, but if we ever texted him and he says he's in another country, let alone another city, I doubt any of us would be surprised. Dimitri is also one of my main affirmators. He has always wanted to know what I've made and the secrets to the process. I love having a friend that comes from such a traveled perspective that can enjoy the food I often pass off as, well, Midwestern fodder. It's reassuring to know that no matter how far people have traveled, where they were raised, or the innumerate life circumstances that they have faced, food is still discoverable and respectable, even if we dismiss our own meals as common and uncultured. I love this guy to death, and as soon as he walks into the party, I know shit's about to get so real and so fun. Please welcome the next bad friend, a man that could himself shame Adonis, Dimitri Pilarinos. Let's, let's jump right in. I'm Perfect. excited. Awesome. So the first thing I, I really wondered about everyone was like, what was the first thing, like food item or like meal that you vividly recall? And this can be good or bad, hopefully good, but like 
What is a food item that you're like that just takes you right back to like when you started to discover what you might have liked as a kid? Nice. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I think I think well, let me let me start by saying that uh I grew up with a very, very rich cuisine. Um my father um has been cooking Greek food for our family ever since you know I can remember. And that just has been fantastic, right? Because the Greek cuisine is my favorite cuisine. It's just good. delicious food. God <laughs> Absolutely damn. delicious. It, to me, it's like <laughs> it's like the sort of culmination of Mediterranean food. Absolutely. Like all the flavors are right. Everything's like there's no speculation of like, is this experimental? Like you just know so true. it's just like so true. the flavors involved are going to make something that is unique, but also really good. Mm -hmm. I would, I would completely agree. Um, and that kind of just set the foundation, if you would, for the rest of my food life. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but I think I would say that one of the first dishes that I think really uh, awakened me, if you will, to yeah. the food world and food life was probably a dish called uh, moussaka. Ooh. And moussaka, it's it's the famous dish that's been mocked on uh, my big fat Greek wedding that's been called mousskaka. Um, moussaka <laughs> is a very traditional Greek dish um, that is optional whether you can add uh, meat to it or not, ground beef, yeah. you can even do go with ground turkey. Uh, but if you meat aside, it's it's a lot of delicious vegetables. Right? We've got eggplant, you've got potatoes, um, you've got a delicious bechamel sauce on top. Oh fuck! Yeah, oh, it's so oh, good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bechamel uh, makes everything good. Right. Oh my god, I, I agree. It's one of my favorite things, toppings. If yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so I think what I remember is just, um, just digging into one of these fresh pieces of of moussaka that my dad had made and and just tasting everything, right? Whether it was yeah, 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 yeah. starting with the bechamel, which may have been the first thing that, that hit my mouth, then moving down into the eggplant, which was just so perfectly cooked that it's just so, you know, mushy and delicious. And then the yeah, potato. Yeah. And then he always puts the, the ground beef in his. So then, and then you move down to the meat and it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and and I think and I think living through different cultures, Greek living in Mexico for the four years, being exposed to that type of, you know, food culture just added to the, I don't think, I mean, there are very few things, Wes, that I don't like at this point. Right, point. right, right. Few, yeah. few things. Um, but I think living in those different cultures was just such a, such a fun and easy way to get exposed to the food that both of those cultures had to offer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think oh, let's go with that. I think the moussaka piece is definitely where it all started. <laughs> that's a that's a great place to start because I've always it's funny because <laughs> like growing up in the Midwest, like there's Greek restaurants that are all named after a Greek landmark of some kind. True. That's like yes. all of our restaurants. <laughs> They're all fucking good. But I mean, I'm pretty sure my parents very much think it's called moussaka, like Mufasa. But I'm like, but yep. see, hearing you say it, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying moussaka like a dumbass Nebraskan for fucking 20 years. No, it is very good, though. It's it is one of those dishes where it is like I've had ones where it's kind of like everything but the kitchen sink goes in and it yeah. becomes this like really intense 
variation of like vegetable textures, which I like. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I would really enjoy it the way you're describing it with like potatoes. And I love eggplant, especially because that's such a like it's a it's I don't blame people who don't like it. Right. It's not. But if everyone. no, but if you do like it, it's such an interesting thing to have like as a texture because it's it is meaty but it's not like like uh meaty at the same time <laughs> you know like it's That's filling but it's it, it's not yeah they're kind of like mushrooms yeah. in that way like they can yes, be very yes. heavy but you know but it's still a vegetable at heart but yep. um but yeah no i oh, i love that that's awesome and i actually was wondering too i was like i wonder what he's gonna say because i know you've got like a hard background in several different food cultures so i'm like oh i'm really i was like i wonder if it'll be greek i was putting my money that it'd be something greek though um so so that is like your first memory of food but like growing up so you it's funny because everyone in our group has had a completely different story of how they grew up around food and this question i ask everyone is what was just like a typical meal growing up in your house like you know, if people were in a rush, you know, it was just like every day, just dinners kind of got to be there. Like, what was something that you'd find pretty often, I guess? Honestly, you know, you take you look at a traditional Greek menu from, let's say, any Greek restaurant and yeah. do an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And really? More than likely to find one one or many of those dishes in the fridge because my my father's been the homemaker right so he had time to make these delicious meals you know when he cooks he doesn't make a single serving he doesn't make two servings he cooks for the family he makes yeah uh, he makes the whole tray or the whole um what am i trying to what am i trying to say the whole the pot yeah like you're feeding you're feeding not you're feeding like eight ten people at that point absolutely he does it to one just i mean meal prep you've got meal for the rest of the week right you're prepping for the whole week for the whole family for sure um and so we would just he would just had the time to make these delicious meals um so the the, the routine from when, when, when i can remember when being young and 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 uh was just my mom coming home from di- from work and then we would always have we would always make time to have a family meal mm. um that was huge growing up we'd always eat dinner together um, and dinner was always, well, you know, 98% of the time, unless mom was cooking, it was, yeah. a, it was a Greek dish. Oh, and wow. It was not a traditional Greek dish. It was, you know, my dad's own take on, uh, on one of those dishes or something like yeah, that, putting his own sure. little spice or flavor or flair to that specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I grew up st- straight up with moussaka, with pastichio, with, you know, all those traditional Greek dishes, the mm-hmm. abolemono soup, you know, the the dolmaves, all that stuff is just wow. what we were we were raised with, which is super, super lucky. But the reason was because my father had the time and, and the love to be able to do that and to share that with us. Yeah, of course. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I I'm really thankful that my that my parents made it a point that we would have dinner together with like, you know, and I feel like you and I yeah. were like kind of in the last group of people to grow up like without cell phones around mm-hmm. constantly at the dinner yeah. table. Like I do remember a time when, you know, the only thing on the dinner table was a newspaper, like no phones. The right? home phone was on a cord. Yeah, like, the home phone. <laughs> like, you know, and if it rang at dinner time, like my dad would be livid. He'd go and just hang it up. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, God damn it. Like, you know, like, yep. but it's, That's it awesome. is kind of, 
I'm very thankful though that my parents were very much in that lane of like we have to spend at least this amount of time together, you know. And it in a weird way, I feel like I kind of loathed it as a kid because, you know, yeah. I don't know. We didn't, we didn't get it. Like, you know, all I wanted to do was like go back and do what I was doing. But right. at the same time, I feel like having that kind of bond with your family really sets you up for not only like just like loving your family for who they are, but also it it makes food something that's a priority to people. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a rushed, you know, here's, you know, your happy meal. Right. Deal with it. You know, like, you know, yeah. eat your four <laughs> McNuggets. That's not enough. Like, <laughs> who calls that a meal? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's so funny. Like when I was like, wow, that was a meal. That's like, that's like, that's like the first snack for me. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. I know exactly. What you're talking about. <laughs> one time, one time I, I think, uh, my brother got a happy meal and he came home with the drink. I'm like, what the hell is this? I was like, this is like three sips. Like <laughs> what? Oh man. That's funny. Okay. So you, so like your dad would cook most of the time for your family did he would he do the holidays too or like any special occasions or was that kind of a more like family affair or how does Um, yeah because yeah i really like the question really is like what were the holiday meals but it kind of sounds like you know if your dad was on cooking every day he would probably be like all right let's do the feast you know like the big feast you would think right but it was actually the opposite when really since he would cook on a regular basis for the holidays, this is all obviously now growing up for the holidays. Since uh, the majority of my mother's family was here in the U S we would spend the holidays with them. Um, And they are located in uh, Griffith, Indiana in that area. Um, So it's somewhat close to us here in Illinois. So we just take the drive around the lake, go down to Indiana. And so when we would go to these um, family gatherings in Indiana, my dad would have his day off, so he wouldn't uh-huh. have to worry about the cooking. Now, this is where I got exposed to the Romanian side of the cooking and the German side of the cooking. Ooh. Also a big part. <laughs> Love um, it. My knowledge on these dishes isn't obviously as in-depth as the Greek dishes, but mm-hmm. here at these parties, my Romanian relatives would cook dishes such as sarmale, which is like a um, kind of like a, a casserole, but it's wrapped in cabbage. Sure. With some with some traditional sauce, it's called anyways. It's called sarmale, and then okay. there would be other interesting dishes that I had never, you know. And I started t- tasting and sampling, and um, but so for the holidays, it would be, um, you know, a mix of Romanian cuisine, German cuisine, and then you'd have American thrown in there too. So, um, for example, for Thanksgiving, we would do there would always be the traditional, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, gravy, stuffing, et cetera, et cetera. But then you'd yeah. also have a mix of you know, we'd bring some Greek desserts and then there'd be like a like a Romanian appetizer, for example, or something that you'd throw on there for some for some flavor, something like that. So, yeah, kind of a jumble, man. <laughs> I love that, though. I mean, I love that holidays, especially I think especially now that we've sort of we've become a little more cultured, I think, hopefully, God willing, as a society. Right. But I love that Thanksgiving especially is one of those holidays where you have all the like American things. but you have to bring in like the flavors of your culture into mm-hmm. like, I love going to Mexican Thanksgivings 
because it's none of it's how is it <laughs> none of it's American food. That's like the one yeah. the one I went to the family cooked no American food I think except for mashed potatoes, but they weren't quite like mashed potatoes. They were almost like fried mashed potatoes because they had like nice. kind of a hash brown oh. crust on. They were fucking good. That was really good. I, I don't know if that was just a thing they liked <laughs> and they were like, we just make them. But like wow. they had like enchiladas and they had all sorts of like they had like a taco bar. Like it was intense. Was- I was like, there's like four different main courses. Like, so but good. I my family, though, it's funny because we grew up with the pure Midwest American holiday meals like mm-hmm. prime rib at christmas thanksgiving or turkey thanksgiving ham on easter and it wasn't until i started making friends with like y'all where i was like oh we can have other things on yes. thanksgiving like <laughs> we can have like spanakopita on thanksgiving that's not yeah. just a thing i buy alone in the freezer section like definitely not. <laughs> and definitely eat one eating one sitting but like <laughs> <laughs> yes but that's awesome, though. I love that. I love that your dad got to like have his time off on the holidays because I feel like that's a that's especially where it's like I cook all the goddamn time, and here's my day where I can just chill the fuck out and yep. everything else is taken care of. That's that's really cool. He chills also and like he samples the other dishes and he and he makes his critique on them. You know. Oh, that was like that was my job as a kid when my granddad critiquing. was teaching how to cook was critiquing. Yeah, awesome. maybe that's you, why. Are you I'm honest? Real- Hundred percent of the time. No, he, he <laughs> terrified me. I was like, "It's really good." Like, you know, it was really good. I wasn't lying, but I didn't want to say no. It's a little dry because I would, you know, get my ass handed to me. <laughs> Give me like a background, a timeline of how you grew up, like location-wise, like when you started. Like, was there any place you lived full time? during those times because i guess like i know where you've been but i don't know for how long or like any of that kind of like mm-hmm. detail stuff mm-hmm. so in the beginning sure there was birth yes <laughs> birth i was born in greece after right? after the womb there after was the, <laughs> after the womb look the, the post womb location was greece <laughs> and then we lived there for a total of probably like a little less than a year, to be honest with you. We got out of there pretty quick. My parents wanted to start me in school um, here in the U.S. and just to just to move. Um, so sure. I was born, and then I spent a little under a year in Greece. We moved here to the United States, specifically to Mundelein, Illinois, which is, okay. we all know where Mundelein is. Um, I've actually and- not been to Mundelein. That's like the one place in you're, Illinois I've not. You're not missing much, man. <laughs> you're not, you're not <laughs> missing too much. It's, even I from what I remember. A, I hear there's a good Asian store. I mean, I don't know. Oh. There's a there's a really good one in Arlington Heights, though, so I just go to that one. Nice. But anyway, okay, so you moved to Mundelein. Yes, Mundelein, and then we lived there for four years. And then after Mundelein, we packed up again and we moved to Mexico City. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was due to my mother's job. She works for a uh, international bank called Bank of Montreal, BMO. And so we moved to Mexico. We were living in Mexico for another four full years. It was a fantastic time. And then after Mexico, uh, after those four years in Mexico, then we moved back to the United States, to Antioch. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I was in third grade at the time. And then we stayed in Antioch from that time until I finished high school. So if if any okay. one place were to be full time for me, it would be Antioch. That's the place sure. I've, long, I've lived longest. That's so awesome. that's there you have it. Cool. I always feel like 
I don't know. I was telling, I think I was telling Josh this. I was like, Dimitri is one of those friends where it's like, he's so worldly. It's like you, <laughs> if he said, oh, I'm actually like in Spain, we'd be like, oh, okay. You know, like, we'll just hang out it's later true. then. Like, it's like not shocking. Like, it's like, oh, he's in another country right now. Like, oh, okay. I, I could show you. Actually, I, have a, I have a message on my phone that's from one of my friends, Lana, and she's like, whereabouts in the world are you right now? Like, you know, like, yeah. I want to get some of those messages just because I have bounced around a bit. I mean, it's <laughs> awesome, though, because I feel like you and also you lived in a part of Mexico. Like, I've never been to Mexico City. I'd love to visit Mexico. Just speaking Spanish, loving the food, loving the culture. I've, it's like a top place for me. But I imagine the food culture is different there than what people think of like Mexican food in the United States. Because yeah. even from what my cousins have cooked, there's a lot of different like it's almost like the flavors in Mexico are like softer than what Tex-Mex food is or mm -hmm. like Southwestern U.S. Mexican, whatever you call it, Chipotle. <laughs> 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 it's Chipotle. That's I know. A don't descriptor word. Chastise that's a great adjective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's softer though. I think it's yeah, a great adjective. Because like great the, I always feel like something has like there's a lot of sauces involved. There is like spicy food, yeah, but it's not, you know, like cheesy sour cream lettuce right. beef Overlook. in your right, face right. you know it's not like taco smell so it's like this is a steak that has a very nice lovely red sauce on top of it with rice that's not overpowering and you know it, it to me i just i really enjoy like i really enjoy that kind of actual mexican food so i, I was my question i guess was like were you exposed to really like the way more authentic side of Mexican cuisine in your four years there? Or do you really remember or was it really kind of just still Greek food on the table, but maybe a little like, you know, south of the border thrown in? So let me like uh, let me. So yes and no. More okay. so on the no side, because sure. I'll tell you why. One of the, and I remember this vividly, actually, my, my dad and I still talk about this, uh, this memory that we still have, but Excuse me. One of the first um, times, days, I don't know. We, 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 were fresh, we freshly had moved to Mexico. Yeah. And the culture there at the time was to have a, a housemaid, a maid, a live-in sure. live, live help. Yeah. Um, even though my father was still going to be at home. Uh, now, he, now, he wasn't going to be at home most of the time because at this point now he had started his own shoe shop. So he was also, so we, they needed someone to stay home with the kids. Yeah. Um, and so they, they found uh, they were we were interviewing maids and this maid had to had to obviously be able to clean and cook for us. Yeah. Um, so as we're going through the trial of these ladies that are coming in to apply for us, I remember I was I was at one of them and my my father had her cook for us, a trial cook. And he said, OK, make us make us something, make oh, us no. whatever you'd like. And she made us, I, I, and I remember this is years ago. So my memory on, yeah. on, on the, what she actually made is not what it used to be, but I just remember a green soup, some kind of a green soup. I don't okay. know what was in it, but she sat us down and she served us this green soup. And my dad and I just looked at each other and then he just took one, he just took one like taste and he was like, <laughs> he, and he just looked at me. He was like, it looks like I'll be doing the cooking here as well. <laughs> oh no 
Was it like no. peas or like that's oh, the only man. thing I can fathom of being a green soup. It might have been a it might have been a pea based soup. I don't know what else would have been that. It was just like a green, like just so it was like an earthy green. I don't even Yeah, man, I don't know. But oh no. But from that point on, he was like, I'll be cooking. So at home, <laughs> even though even though we were still in Mexico, it was still Greek cuisine at home. Um so and that being said, now I I was too young to remember sure. a lot of it. Um, and just because of the fact that uh, it, it, we just knew what we, my dad knew what he was cooking, we wouldn't be eating out too much. Right, um, right. So unfortunately from my time spent there in Mexico, I, I want to say I don't, I don't really have fond memories of the food culture. Unfortunately, I kind of, I kind of want to go on like a cultural deep dive and just Google green soup from Mexico right? and see what I find. <laughs> and I have it in my notes of yeah. what of things to try to make for your episode. Green, green soup from Mexico, like <laughs> it, it kind of like a green chili or something she was going for, but I don't know, dude. I don't know. And I don't remember what it tasted like. I just remember that he was, we were both just like, like nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. So, so you say you came, you moved to Antioch when you were in the third grade. Uh, yes. So, so like for the most part, that's kind of been like your hometown. Mm -hmm. Is there a place there that you love to go to eat or was like a super special place to go when you were a kid or growing up? Oh man in Antioch for food. Hmm. I've, I've only ever been to the lakes, so I've never actually <laughs> been to like Antioch, the city. Like, I've just been to this, like the lake. <laughs> you know, there weren't that many good food joints in, uh, in Antioch, if anything, yeah. right? Because remember I, I, I grew up on, on Greek food. So any chance yeah. of, of kind of diverging from that and trying something else, I jumped on. So yeah. I had a friend, you know him, Garrett. <laughs> oh, Garrett. I love Diet that. was very, like, just night and day for just complete opposite of mine. He ate, he was such a picky eater growing up. Like, this 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 man would bring candy to lunch and eat only candy or, like, Oh, a we like all knew that kid <laughs> whose parents were, like, your parents let you bring pixie sticks what? to school. That like, was like, that was <laughs> like. Dude. Or I know I remember there was a kid too who was like he would bring a can of Coke every day and I was so fucking jealous of yes. him. I was like, God, yes. I get Coke on my birthday. <laughs> like, <laughs> I my, never do. It's like, I, I never beg my grandparents for it. Like, because <laughs> they're all fucking that Pepsi drinkers. That was my struggle. Well, that's no. I think it's funny though because we all knew that kid that had candy at school all right? the time and everyone was so jealous and it was like oh i'm gonna trade will you trade i'm gonna be your garbage like boo, 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 oh boo, my boo, god like, oh my god in middle school those kids graduated to like selling gum out of their lockers like that was like the where they went right? yeah they were like <laughs> business moguls at locker yeah. s125 like straight up fuck <laughs> i want my orbit gum for five dollars <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so okay so garrett has the opposite is you i didn't know he was a picky eater though he doesn't strike me as like someone who would just be generally maybe that's because i only knew him as an adult and right. it's like you never he's guess grown that out of it he's, yeah he's, he's his taste palette is definitely he's yeah For as sure. you would hope but um but yeah and so at lunch i would always just I, it, my lunch was just a packed sandwich it wasn't you know spectacular greek dishes it was just a sandwich straight up 
Um, mostly because I didn't want to bring those Greek dishes and be that one kid that had the Tupperware and the knife and the fork. And, and you know, no one wants to do that. He does a kid. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine opening a packed lunch and like it's I mean, I don't know that I think for for kids in like grade school, especially mm-hmm. that's like such a that's a dinnertime food. Lunch is supposed to be right. handheld you know, sticks, you know, like, you know, mac and cheese made of glue sticks and <laughs> Velveeta because you weren't hungry mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. <laughs> like <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it filled you up until you got, yeah. Filled yeah. you up and put you in a coma for the two-hour English class you had in the afternoon, my life. Right. Fucking oh, blue. Uh, after <laughs> snooze fest. Uh, snooze why? Fest. Why English class? A no. two-hour advanced reading oh. English class after lunch. And at recess, I was the kid that took a book out to the playground because I was a huge queer. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't like playing. If I played soccer, I was usually the cheerleader. So, but if that job was taken, I had my book. So, that's great. but then I was like, God damn it, I have to go read more. Like, more. it's not even a book I fucking want to read. Like, the struggles. But, no, I like, though, that, okay, so it's like simple, just a sandwich. Do you have a favorite sandwich? Like a PB&J or... Oh, I don't know. Um, they were so sandwiched. It was always my dad's um, homemade bread, always just the most delicious. Oh my god! <laughs> Sounds amazing already. But but the thing is, is that once you have it day in day out, just like anything, you get mm. used to it and you don't appreciate it. So sure. I was like, well, I trade a little sli- trade my sandwich for this for a slice of pizza. Oh my god, you have a hamburger or something? I don't know. I don't know. Right, right. Like that. That's so. And funny. so I would we, jump on trading. Traded. Oh, oh my god, yeah. we weren't allowed. I don't think we were allowed to do that. We get we everything came out on trays and like to trade your lunch. You'd have to trade everything like you. It, well, nothing was wrapped. I don't know. Maybe it's different now. Well, but when even we if went you to brought school, your own stuff, if you brought your own, you could trade. But if you right. if, or I, I guess like I thought you were talking about people who got like hot lunches. Oh, they'd be like, I'll give you this if I don't know. I did always um, I kind of know what you're talking about on bread, though, because my parents would always buy the like organic multi-grain mm. bread. So mm. I was like, I what is an, I love wonder bread as an adult. And I think it's like, <laughs> but at the same time, what I would have given to have homemade bread sandwich that I, I mean, gosh. So, okay. It's bread. And then. Was there uh, any, like, yeah, it was, it was bread, lettuce. Uh, it was either Turkey or maybe even some pepperoni at some point. Turkey pepperoni Ooh. was the meat. Um, I'm not, I was never Italian. a big ham, never a big ham guy. So ham was definitely me, always me out either. of the picture. Yeah. Um, or, or, or chicken, you know, honestly, uh, some chicken slices. That's for sure that's too. So, that so cool. that's what, that's what the sandwich would be, man. It would be the home cooked bread, the, uh, the lettuce, the, the, one of the, one of the lunch meats, Ooh. you know, maybe some butter or some mayo, whatever I was into at the time, tomato. Um, Ooh, not a big tomato guy. I'm, I'm not, I'm Ooh, not really taste a... or texture. It's it's mostly uh, the texture mm. because I think tomatoes are like the most important staple food of any culture because they're so you can utilize them except everything. I mean, maybe, oh, my God. And everything. everything. Yeah. I mean, even in Asian culture, there's certain things you can make with tomatoes. So like it's it's almost like corn to me. It's yeah. like an absolutely necessary thing. But I grew up eating giant beef eater tomatoes that would go big watery. Those are the ones they're like the size of your fist. They go on burgers. They're like the giant burger tomatoes. Okay. Okay. And but but 
you have to grow them because if you buy them, they're literally just like water in a fiber in a fibrous gooey suspension. Like, mm. yeah, there's no flavor. I do like heirloom tomatoes and like cherry tomatoes. I like the light mm. grape tomatoes because those just have flavor. Right. But that's funny, though. I don't know a lot. I guess I I never knew a lot of kids that would like willingly eat. Oh, I love tomato. Oh, I love tomato. So, so let me ask you this. So, you, you like the taste of the tomato itself? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. yeah. It's a, it's interesting. I think I also grew up with tomatoes as an ingredient, not so much as like a condiment or like a food thing on their own. Because my granddad's family owned Italian restaurants when he was a kid, so tomatoes were sauce. That's mm-hmm. all he ever used them for. Yeah. Or if he or he would deep fry them. I do love fried green tomatoes. Well, wow, I've never had a deep fried tomato. Uh, no oh kidding. fuck, they're good. What? It, he was he was from the south too. He was from like southern Missouri. So that's not really the that south, but they made good. Well they're really good. They're uh, they're under um under they're underripe, so they're really sour. But when you deep fry them and you eat them with a sauce, sometimes it's roumelade, which is kind of like uh like a French Thousand Islandy. Um, that's t- mm-hmm. people are gonna fucking scorn me for saying that's what it tastes like, but it does. <laughs> It's like a ketchupy, mayo-y, peppery sauce, but yes. with fried sour tomatoes. So goddamn good. But wow. yeah, no. And they would grow their own tomatoes too. So that's probably why I only liked. But I only liked that. But yeah, no. Tomatoes were pasta sauce ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's really all we thought of them as. And um, or the thing you asked to them to not put on your burger. <laughs> It's like no tomato, no tomato extra please. mayo, extra ketchup. I do. I think that's the thing. I love tomatoes because they're sweet, and it's like one of the few, like it's a berry technically, and I think that's it's really fascinating how it can be used um, just in a wide range of different flavor profiles, and it's so, you know, it's such a staple food to have around. Mm-hmm. But on their own, nah, eh, you know. Yeah, could pass. I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But in an orgy <laughs> of other vegetables, sure. Absolutely. Throw them in there. Let's get them on in, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let me ask you this: Did you have like a favorite junk food growing oh, up? It was either pizza or mozzarella sticks, hands down. Nice. Okay. Solid. Very solid. Yep. And I would pizza. and I would get both. My 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 bad influence for both was Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Because funny. that was what his diet consisted of was pizza and mozzarella sticks. So I, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I probably I should talk to Garrett because I I was the bad influence on my friends, as you probably hey, you can go. already fucking see. Because anytime I come to a party, I either have a cake or a fucking cheese uh, and a plate. Dude, it's like I brought it. a fucking we cake. Love <laughs> we love it though. I appreciate so it, but but uh, yeah, no, I was totally the guy that was like, should we have a like, should we have a. No one's cool. telling you to change. <laughs> no one's telling you to change. I was like, let's order like a let's order like a pepperoni pe- lovers pizza oh. with stuffed crust. Yeah. Did you do you like stuffed crust? I fucking do you get that I, with I lots of sticks and commit yes. commit double homicide on your Let's colon go. like I do? Yes. That's what I do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I know that that that's gonna be a night for me. It's like, well, <laughs> I'm if it's done. not a night, it's going to be a morning for sure. Yeah, don't talk to me until about 11 a.m. Then I'm going to need a precursor text. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Garrett was a bad influence on your food. That's That's bad funny. influence on my food. Dude. Uh, well, okay. Well, that kind of goes in with this next question. So you and Garrett have been friends essentially since childhood then. Mm-hmm. Like childhood. 
best friends. Mm. Uh, the next question was, what foods did you come to like as a teenager and adult? And I have a feeling Garrett has another pretty heavy hand on like, try this. This is very good. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, not so, not as much as you would think, because uh, obviously, as well as I've grown up, my taste palette, I, hopefully, in my opinion, has evolved and matured. Um, so, and I think, and I think that that's to say the same as for Garrett's. But at the same time, I think that kind of branching out, you go, you find your own things, you know. Um, I remember yeah. not liking mushrooms as a kid, and now I I, I fucking love mushrooms, dude. <laughs> really? Oh, I yeah. hate them. Oh, really? They're Again, it's a flavor. I hate the texture. I feel like I'm eating a fungus, which is what they are. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate what they do, and I and I love I love marsala. Like marsala sauce is heavily. I just don't eat the mushrooms with it. Just like make it with the mushrooms, but someone else can have my mushrooms. Yeah. Although stuffed mushrooms, I did try stuffed mushrooms, and and that was like. I liked the stuffed part, which did have mushrooms in it. I will be fair, but I was like, not my my mom made them. They were good. I was like, I ate the whole thing. I was like, it's good. It's just you know, it's just mushrooms are rubbery. <laughs> but all the flavors are great. Like you know, the taste is right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like when I ate it, I probably looked like a baby. Like like oh god. Like what is what is this? Like why are you forcing me? To yeah, no. That's funny, though, that you have come to like mushrooms. Do you have like have. a specific do you like mushroom burgers or kind of anything? Really? OK. I love mushroom burgers. I literally put mushrooms in, in anything in, in eggs, like throw some mushrooms on. Dude, yes. Nice. Was there any other foods like like any other foods as an adult that you've really been like, yeah, this this is something I can get down with all the time? Like. Um, Cheese. Yes. <laughs> Fucking a. I just did Josh's episode and we had a whole section <laughs> devoted to cheese. Yes, dude. Do you have like a favorite? His question was really good. Do you have a favorite snacking cheese? Uh, I do. Uh, it's called Kefalograviera. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that you can just oh, say it too. Because like I have trouble saying uh. like Terra Musolata without sounding like a <laughs> dumb American. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, Do you have man. some tiramisu Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I have I, to say I'm do... the worst at pronouncing. Okay, can you say it slowly and then? Yes, I can. Kefalograviera cheese. Okay. And it's a popular Greek cheese made from sheep's and goat's milk. It's a good source of protein and relatively low in fat. Uh, it's a hard yellow cheese with a salty, nutty, piquant flavor. It should be firm but smooth to the touch, and it has a rich aroma and smooth mouthfeel. The rind nice. is light brown and edible, and the cheese is marked with little air holes throughout its body. It falls somewhere between salty, kefalotiri, and mellow graviera cheese, hence its name. Mm. Nice. That's definitely my favorite snacking cheese because uh, uh, my my dad's still here in the U.S. and we're we're still we're, we're living together and so he frequents you know these Greek markets uh, weekly and so we have just slices of it in the fr fridge and I'm just you'll find me walking over to the fridge you know just all hours honestly even as soon as I wake up because it's so it's a good breakfast cheese it's a good afternoon cheese it's a good dinner cheese <laughs> it's delicious sure. so that's currently um, my favorite snacking cheese Kefalogramia. do you like that I'll have to try it. Because it sounds really good. Do you like halloumi? I do. Well, yes, I do. But not in massive quantities. Well, uh, yeah, it's very salty. It's it like, gives me... It, 
after a while, it, like that squeakiness, then it it literally squeaks on your teeth. It does, yeah, because mm-hmm. it doesn't melt. Yeah, I was gonna, because I like it grilled. I've had grilled halloumi with eggplant, and I think that's fucking oh, that delicious. <laughs> with, bal- with like balsamic vinegar on the top of it, fuck my ass. It's so wow, good. that sounds so good. Oh. I had it, I had it in like a, I want to say it was like a street market when I went to Epcot once, because <laughs> it was that's like so World Showcase, but it was the food, it was like the food culture festival, food and wine thing, okay. and they had a huge Greek stand, and mm-hmm. that was the cheapest thing, was halloumi oh, with geez. eggplant, it was like five bucks, and it was so good, and I remember hearing about halloumi on a cooking show, because the cook literally just grills it, and it doesn't melt. And I was like, "That's very intense that's for a crazy. cheese to like." Not, but yeah, but no, that's I'll have to try the one you mentioned because that that it kind of sound kind of like they might be in the same family of like a nutty, sharp, um, salty cheese. I love I love Greek cheese just because the saltiness. Yes. It's oh, not God. like yeah, it's not like <laughs> salt salty. It's like there's so many different flavors and like I love feta cheese. That's my favorite Greek cheese, yes. obviously, but I, it's just got so many different things. And again, another cheese that goes well with many different kinds of food. Cause I use feta with Mexican food. I think Cotija and feta kind of share, they're like kind of kissing cousins of another. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of use those interchangeably, but absolutely. Oh man. My favorite snacking cheese, and I've said this before, is Gouda. I love Gouda cheese because it just tastes like <laughs> bacon. Like, you know, so uh, like at the so deli. Good. Can I have two pounds of the smoked Gouda slice? Two pounds. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you heard me correctly. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Do yeah. it. I pulled a fucking number. No, they're very nice. I love my deli people. Um, and it's funny. They know what I want. And they Well, but back before COVID, they let me try stuff all the time. <laughs> They'd be like, do you want to try the new pepper jack we have? And I'd be Absolutely. like, fuck me. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like the that's the biggest thing at the grocery store I miss. Is, and this Cheese is sampling. I can't I can't try cheese anymore at the deli or meat. I, actually, that's a great way to I feel like to t- learn meats is to just try them at a deli because usually they're super nice about it. I mean, yeah. obviously, don't make a meal of it, everyone out there. Right. But like, and but you like, know, hey, having six people behind you. Oh, and now I want to try this one. Yeah, yeah. Thank it's you. like, come on, come on. But usually they <laughs> offer, like, they'll offer you before they give it to you to mm-hmm. see it, make sure you want it, which is very True. nice. True. Um, so the next question we've really talked about this whole time, which is about like how ethnicity and cultural background influences the food you eat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, you, I, I feel like I ask that question of a lot of our friends because. I honestly feel like growing up in Midwestern America, we kind of have our own weird food culture that negates like one specific uh, country or region. It's like a weird mishmash of all these different things. Mm -hmm. Because like in Nebraska, we have a lot of Czech food because a lot of Czech people emigrated there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We have a there's a Czech festival every year too and there, there's cool. a check yeah the girl i went to high school with was check queen <laughs> she was <laughs> she was reigned check queen that year oh my god imagine her name's her name's Catherine devorek she's a very talented actress in chicago wow. yeah oh, wow. <laughs> shout out yeah Czech queen but made it, dude. <laughs> she, yeah she made it but no it's so cool it's like it's cool that we have that but at the same time it's like you don't really see it come out in food all the time so I, I really 
think it's interesting that you experienced the flip side of that, which is you really ate your cultural heritage food all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, were there any like German foods that you really enjoy? Because I know we've talked a little bit about German cuisine too, just like in person, but. I will say the staple that my mom, if she was going to make cook some food, it'd be, you know, a, uh, uh, hold on, give me a second. Br- uh, bratwurst and kartoffeln. Okay. Is, I, th- I think brats and potatoes just straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kartoffel. Um, it's kartoffel salad. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I did a whole, okay, before, like, before I went to Germany, I read like two books on German food. So Damn. I love fucking, nice. oh my God, I can roll with German food all day. Meat yeah. and potatoes. Meat, right, exactly. And then if, right. if every so often, I think maybe my Oma would make a schnitzel or something like. Nice. But that right. pretty, pretty basic, pretty. Yeah, yeah. The Greek just, just. It's all, it's all Greek. I mean, you know, that's it's. <laughs> I can understand that though, and I feel like that's just kind of from a, you know, socio-historical perspective. I feel like Greek food really broke a lot of barriers down as far as like you know, how to utilize ingredients in a specific way. I mean, that food culture touches on so many different countries in that area, especially in the Mediterranean. I mean, you know, people don't realize, you know, Greece was more than just like the first like city state type of thing. It's not just a historical landmark, but you know, culinarily speaking, if that's culinarily is a word, I feel like Greece, <laughs> Greece also led that charge for oh, a long yeah. time as far as Mediterranean cooking. Cause you know, I can read cookbooks all day, but it's like a lot of, it's all the time. I'm like, a lot of these flavors came out of Greece, mm-hmm. like these Absolutely. different combinations and regions just took it and did what with it, what they had. But, you know, I think that's a super, super interesting thing just about your background because I've never met someone who grew up eating really within their own family's culture. Mm-hmm. That's that's such a foreign, literally a foreign literally, concept right? yeah. to me. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess like I'll ask the second part, which is how does all of that sort of play a role today with you, like in how you eat? You know, do you still really find yourself wanting to eat Greek food all the time or you know, do, or do you really like to sort of experiment with everything and be like, you know what, I love this food, but there's so much else out there. You know, how does how do you sort of strike that balance? It's it's definitely it's definitely more so the uh, the latter of what you said. Um, sure. I, I have such an appreciation and a love for the Greek cuisine and the food that I've been raised with. Um, but that has also, you know, made me realize that and just living and experiencing the other types of food that I have had, has made me realize that what you said exactly is that there is so much more out there. Yeah. And the fact that I have grown into liking new things has made me open to the fact that I'm, I may, you know, like new things in the future, even, mm-hmm. um, than right now that it's a possible that my palate will evolve even more. So yeah, all that I think just makes me, um, very, very open and hopeful that, I'll get to try everything, even though, you know, it's not realistic, but <laughs> right, right. It, I mean, I feel like it is kind of crazy. And I talked with Derek about this, too, where, you know, going to a grocery store or a, a market now is so much more diverse than grow- when I was growing up. There's I mean, so many, so many options. It's like, God. <laughs> and it's it's crazy, too, because I really think it's sort of like, you know, I think it's like that beauty is in the eye of the beholder thing. But to me, seeing foreign vegetables and fruit 
that is sort of a like, what can I do with that? That looks mm-hmm. interesting. You know, the first, I've I never the first had time I saw Dragon before. Fruit, I was like, what is this? Like all those <laughs> weird, you know, just oh my god. Different. I have a really funny story about Dragon Fruit. When I was in high school, they had like a fruit program. I was the main member. Uh, no, of just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, we had a fruit program um, where kids like who didn't, uh, I think, were, who were like the SNAP program could get a piece of fruit before they went to class every day. And uh-huh. usually it was, you know, traditional apples, bananas, sure. oranges. One day they brought in Dragon Fruit and no one knew how in the hell to eat it. And on the class announcements, we're like, to eat your dragon fruit, this is how you do it. (laughs) I'm like, is the principal seriously telling me how to eat fruit right now? Like, this is the most education I've ever received. No, like, I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, I remember seeing the teacher was like, really? We're really just like, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) We're a school. Like, we have computers. (laughs) Like, it was so funny. That's dragon fruit. And to this day, I... I still think I don't really know how to prepare it myself. It's just there. So it's like, ooh, dragon fruit. But I have no idea how to I have no idea about that fruit. For me, it's peppers. I always love seeing different peppers. And it's like, oh, I've never had this kind before. I wonder, you know, what, you know, this will do to my insides type of thing. Let's see how much heartburn I can have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I think my I think it's interesting, though, that like, nowadays grocery stores are just so much more worldly than you know all i remember of a grocery store growing up is just like boxed food and beef like a meat section a bakery and then like no like there was one ethnic aisle and it was like all the mexican food in one third all the asian food in another third and then like all the kosher food that was like you know the only other cultures that existed in nebraska were mexico china and Israel. So it's like the Jewish <laughs> man. So it's like, okay, uh, never mind, you know, this huge I feel like there's a massive influx of like Southeast Asian cuisine mm-hmm. in our generation because it's just it's exploding. you know oh, it, it is. Yeah. And that's like the one type of food so many so of my friends have tried. That's like their first foreign cuisine is mm-hmm. Thai food, Vietnamese food, um, Maybe even Japanese food, like sushi, which, I mean, that's not Southeast Asian, but I don't know. I, I just think that it's kind of interesting that, you know, I, I feel like you kind of, to me, had kind of the ideal culinary childhood, which is oh, God. you got to eat food that was of your culture and it was made every day by hand and all that stuff. And, you know, for me, it's like I had tuna helper and, you know. <laughs> I no, I mean, but at the same time, I think it's because that's what inspired me to want to cook, which was to quit eating food like that and to, to have something different. Mm-hmm. But do you cook a lot, really? Or when when I when, I mean, when I have the time, sure, sure, yeah. Like like everyone, if we have the time, absolutely, right. Yeah. But if but if there's but if there's no, that's the thing. Most of these Greek dishes require some prep work, right? So if you don't have the time to do it, you're not going to uh, be doing it. It's I I definitely love greek food for its fanfare because it is like a pull out all the stops type of cuisine Mm -hmm. and i mean you know i (laughs) for me it's like when am i gonna make a lamb you know that's like that's a lot that's a lot of work and it's expensive and you want to make sure that there's everyone there to enjoy it because it's meant for that it's not i feel like greek food is not the like you know 
cooking for one. Definitely cuisine. not. Exactly. I was going to say, you can't make a, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make a single serving of, right, the moussaka and be like, oh, yes, I made yeah, my, no. my perfect. No. Exactly. It's like, who, it's like, who, yeah, no. And for me, it's the other thing, too, of how I love how Greek fast food in America has really tried to, like, push that idea that it's like, this is just for you. But I'm like, it is still a fuckload of food. Like, oh, yeah. Getting a gyro or like any kind of like kebabs, anything. It's like, I could I could share this with someone and Portions, still be yeah. full. Portions are good. Portions I are love good it. at those I types of restaurants. It. It's true. Yeah. That was my that was my first Greek anything was a gyro, a gyro. Which, yeah. And I mean, I know that's like super like common, but that's really all we had, I feel like. But so the next step, Wes, is for you to come to Greece and to try an authentic Greek gyro. Yes, because please. I can tell you that the gyros here are nothing like the gyros. In oh, Greece. no. Oh, yeah. no. I'm sure no. they're not. No, that's like how... That's like how when I tried to like think about what a donor kebab would taste like, and then I actually had one in Germany, yep. and I was like, "Fuck! <laughs> like this is blowing my mind!" Like I, I can only imagine. I feel like, I feel like it'd be like going to Japan and having real sushi. Although I would say I probably. shouldn't say that because my the sushi restaurant I go to they are from Japan, <laughs> so like. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, no, I definitely think that that's definitely something. Greece is like a bucket list place to visit for me i mean never mind the multitude of museums there where oh, i could geez. just live i'm a total museum whore so like then, yeah, i would that's where oh you'll my be god. living during your time there because there are literally so many museums oh my god and yeah. you know just seeing architecture and you know food markets all that stuff i would probably like need at least two weeks <laughs> to like really oh, yeah. fully oh yeah Hey, I'm picturing it now. Me, you, and Dylan walking through the markets. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, you oh you inquiring God. about certain things, and then me, you know, fully expressing in the Greek language to to them what you're about and Open what you'd like. And markets <laughs> are the best. Uh, Germany's the only European country that I've been to, besides England, which really isn't Europe, but that's <laughs> England. But oh my God, I love an open air market, and they're Something so. Oh, it, right? uh, it's. Honestly, I think it's just the feeling of yeah. it is the true farm to table movement because mm-hmm. usually these are farmers or like sons or family of farmers that are right. selling this and you know it's good, you know. It's like farmers markets here are starting to come close now, which is making me happy, but yeah. like at least in Chicago, but no, I mean, and then there's also other stuff. There was a guy that was selling like Turkish coffee and then there was a record like a mini record store there and it's right. just like why can't we shop like this in America <laughs> like god it's such so a cool. good ambiance everything about it, the it environment, is. and the there's vibes, a guy like... playing music you throw yeah. a change at him you know you're like I probably look American as fuck right now and I totally <laughs> I did care. I was the worst tourist I am like you know I my thing is like if you're in a foreign country just smile a lot like <laughs> so so midwestern like it's just so smile good. people will just be <laughs> forgiving of you that you're a dumb american <laughs> no germany was okay i at least i understood some of the language greek ooh, is <laughs> that is that really is that like the main language or is there a huge multitude of no different stuff spoken no, no there's okay. only greek okay there well there yes there there are only there's only greek but there are dialects sure yeah 
there are dialects, geographic dialects, obviously, yeah. but no other language. Do you have a place that you would recommend for like a first time traveler to Greece? Because I mean, there's lots of places that are like amped up and are like, you know, destination vacation, you know. But I feel like if you're if someone really wants to go just to get like the history or the cultural perspective, is there like a city that really sort of would be a best bet to go to, in your opinion? A combination of Athens mm-hmm. and then I'm biased, but the island of Kefalonia, which is okay. on the west coast on the Ionian Sea. Uh, and that is because Kefalonia, in my opinion, and many others who have come to visit uh, believe that it's kind of this untouched gem okay still stop uh, because there is there is still there's so much exactly right that those exist in 2020 i think kefalonia is one of those because it has so much um so much history so much natural beauty uh with the combination of you know if you want to party if you want to have a, some nightlife um yeah. it's just the perfect balance of everything um and it's big so you need you, you you won't you won't you won't be able to do it all in you know in 24 hours. Right. So there's a lot there's a lot and it takes some time. But if you you know if you if you put the time into it, it's yeah. uh, very rewarding. Yeah. Gosh, it's totally one of those. I mean, I feel like that's one of those places where you know nerdy kids always want to go because it's the first thing you learn about in the history of civilization. Absolutely. And yeah. mythology. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. History, mythology, everything. Sure. You know, and it's. It's such a massive influence on just like imagery and symbolism mm-hmm. and, you know, and then in English too, you know, all your archetypes come from Greece, all that kind of stuff, all of that sort of critique of it has you knowing Greek mythology definitely has a huge hand in literature. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, so to me, Greece is like the ultimate cultural like experience i don't know because it's just like this is a root this is like a root place of the the whole package it's the whole package it's like that and that in africa it's like greece is where you know we have found the evidence of advanced civilization in the past and it's like i don't know it's just so crazy and i've always wanted to go but i always wondered too it's like where do i go because pinterest tells me to go to all of these resort cities and you know TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor is like give and take because you get the people that do know where to go and then you get the people that really don't know where to go all being like everything's five stars and it's like oh god <laughs> like I don't know but that's, there's there's I, there's the beauty of it I think is that you can have both you're able if you're looking for a five star resort experience mm-hmm. which from what you said is not what you're looking for no. you can totally have that those right. those places exist on Mykonos on Santorini these are the islands that have grown have just exploded with westernized culture right that are just yeah. so oh god overpopulated over everything but what i'm talking about this untouched gem thing on the other side on the west cuz that's on the east that's in the aegean sea yes kefalonia hasn't been over overly media blown hyped up it's not you know the party island or whatever it's right. those locations that you want to go to for those you know for those untouched you know unique yeah. experiences really that, see like what that part of the earth has 100 yeah which is what i love i mean i, th- I think it's funny because like me as a tourist i really like to try to have both of like i want to go to museums i want to do some touristy stuff because there's a reason it's there 
you know, it yep. obviously. And then there's other things too, where it's like, I want to also try to do all these other things where I know that um, most of the time Americans don't go there or like mm-hmm. don't vacation there. It's not, it's like, you know, I really want to go to Mexico city, not Cancun. Like yeah, that's maybe not when normal. I'm like, maybe that's when I'm an normal. old gay man, I'll go to Cancun <laughs> and, you know, I can wear my speedo and, B fifty, but nowadays what are the reasons. Just as you asked, what are the reasons you want to go to the city as opposed to Cancun? Um, mostly because I want to. I want it to be food, number one. I got what? Food like, is obviously on that list. Food is well, food is on the list, but also I I grew up. My grandmother loved Mexican culture. I grew up reading Mexican culture, you know, about it, listening to a lot of Mexican American music. Mexican pop music, just Spanish pop music in general. Mm-hmm. And so I have like a weird link to that culture, mostly through music. And so I would love to go to Mexico and, you know, see music culture there. And I, I feel like, you know, going to Cancun and hearing the house mariachi band, at, <laughs> right. you yeah, know, no. San, San Boca Flo- Flota, it's not my ideal <laughs> of that i want to go i really want to go to monterrey too and i'd love to visit there and see the mountains and all that stuff too Mm -hmm. i don't know and also just speak the language because like i can speak spanish so it's like i'd love to really sort of try my hand at yeah and i i really learned from mexican people how to speak and texans so it's like you know yeah so it's a lot harsher but like i don't know i feel like it'd be a really cool experience just to see the terrain and Mm -hmm. you know the architecture all that kind of stuff a very catholic very like catholic uh influenced architecture which i think i grew up catholic so i think that stuff is like mexican catholicism is such its own culture and i'm Mm -hmm. really interested in seeing it so I, Mexico's like an everything but food, I guess, because I don't know the food I've I've had, but it's not what I obsess over. Greece, I'd be like, let's go eat, let's just eat our way yep. through the country. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what we pretty yeah. much do. To be honest, we gain a lot of weight when we're there. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it's 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 all good. I feel like that's not a bad thing. I mean. You know, traveling and eating all sorts of stuff. I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. See how the Coke tastes Absolutely. in different countries. <laughs> do you ever do that? Do you ever see how Coca-Cola is? And there's a difference. Places? There is. A yeah. Difference. Oh my God, Mexican Coca-Cola is the best because they use real sugar. <laughs> in but, a bottle, uh, Mexican, a cold Mexican Coke in a bottle, dude. You cannot beat that. You that? have to. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's the best, and you have to buy, like, grocery stores have Coke and uh, glass bottles, but you but have to buy the one. Coke. You have to go to the ethnic aisle, those yes. of you listening, and yes. buy the one that says Coca Cola Classico. If it says Classico, that is sugar. <laughs> <laughs> if it's classic, original taste, that has high fructose corn syrup. Like, and it's not the real thing. <laughs> we don't want it. No, get it out. You can't beat the real thing, which is the Mexican slogan for Coca Cola, yes. which I think is so funny because <laughs> American Coke isn't the real thing. It's not. It's. Um, I don't know. I McDonald's Coke is still my number one. So good too. So good. If they just add extra sugar, apparently. <laughs> I just imagine it's like a manager just dumping like a right? yeah. sugar <laughs> into like the like the vending spout. I don't know. So um, Thirty grams. Here we go. Jesus. 
Um, so my last question, um, which I asked everyone, it's like the clickbait question. What are your top five food loves and your top five food hates? And these can be anything from like a specific food stuff or like, you know, a meal or just a genre of food in particular that you might really like or not like really anything relating to food that you love or hate five top five of each. All right. Let's stop with, let's start with the top ones, the top five. Top um, five. Okay. Loves. Top five. Top loves. Flavor. Yes. That, top five. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Food. Yes. That is, that is a great, yes, that's perfect. I love that. I, I have if if what I'm what if what I'm eating does not have good flavor, it's gonna it's it's not gonna work for me. I'm gonna have to say thank you next. Um, Ariana Grande not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, no, not sponsored. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna yeah, I have to. I'm a I'm a I'm also a quantity guy. I like being able to eat my flavorful food and a lot of it. This is why you and I are friends, Dimitri. <laughs> yes. When I come to your place and I, and you've cooked for me, you know <laughs> that I will be eating at least two or three plates of whatever is there. You know, you you and Harvey once came over and I was like, you guys were ravenous. And I was like, I was like, and and Matt was like, we didn't eat all day. And I was like, why did you not eat all day? He's like, you're cooking. I was like, hey, I mean, I suppose that's that's a huge compliment if like fuck we're going over. Someone's house. Uh, well, even like anyone. I mean, not just. I just. I don't want to take all the credit for everyone. But like, even like if I'm going over to my aunt's house, it's like I can't. I can't eat today. Like, right. You she's know. gonna have everything. Yeah, no. But I do appreciate that a lot. That is. That does warm my heart a ton when people are like, "Oh, we're not fucking eating. Like, <laughs> we're coming over to your house. We're coming over to your house, smoking oh, yeah. a bowl. Oh yeah. And, and chowing down. <laughs> chowing down. <laughs> I love that you so, say yeah. quantity too, because I feel like that's something where no one wants to admit that. No yeah. one will admit they'll go back for <laughs> seconds, thirds, fourths, go back to the fridge at six o'clock in the morning and eat it cold. Like it's tough four o'clock in the morning. It, but like, it, fuck it. We I all do it, fucking do it. Yeah. And <laughs> it's good though, because I feel like it's, it's a thing where, you know, especially if you're around your friends and it's a good time. Why the hell not? Like, right. no one's judging your figure. Exactly. And, like, it's like when I make a cake and everyone's like, I don't want it. I'm like, no, you're eating the cake. Yep. Like, eat it. Eat the cake. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> I fucking baked a cake. <laughs> Force feed everyone. Right. Let's see. We got, we got flavor. We got quantity. Quantity, yeah. I, I do like, I like, I like spice. I like spice. So sure. I, I would I would say spice was gonna be on the on the top five there. Nice uh, flavor, quantity, spice. Get some spice. And can I ask you? Sorry, sorry. I know you were like mid thought. Um, okay. Is there a specific spice that you like more than the other? Like, because you know, I, I, Tex-Mex spice is very blunt. Asian yeah, spice no, that's is a fair very eye watering. Like, I kind of like it all but i mean is there one where you're like this i know is gonna like rip me open and i'm gonna love every second of it and and uh, and thank you for asking that because it made me realize how unclear my word of spice was because it was just yeah it was unclear oh, did you, i, did I you... meant heat like spicy i'm sorry oh yeah yeah that's, that's what, what i, I meant. You meant yeah for sure but specifically what spice oh geez uh I don't. I'm not that well versed, unfortunately, Wes. I couldn't tell you. I just like there to be some heat. 
Got it for sure. I think that's nice in any dish if there's like a, even in like marinara sauce. Yeah, that's a sweet sauce. But if there's just a teeny bit of like burn mm-hmm. there, it's it yep. makes all the difference in the world. Exactly, and that's it's that's like what it's like adding coffee to chocolate in that way. Yes. Which or is interesting, honestly, because coffee. because most of the Greek the Greek cuisine that I grew up with does not have any spice at all. Actually, none of it no, does. That's all true. very no, very not spicy food at all. Right. Uh, so it's interesting that I've grown to like that, you know, quite a bit. Um, sure. Next, I would probably say it, it probably has to be some health, some some good ingredients. I have to, I mean, it's got to be some good, like some healthy yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as as much as you know, we all like having our once a week Wendy's twenty piece chicken nugget splurge. <laughs> Baconator extra cheese with me, dude. All right, two on Friday, I got a twenty piece <laughs> chicken nugget, two junior bacon cheeseburgers, two medium fries, and ate it all in twenty minutes, dude. Dude, uh, no. Dude, I ate like that's, a that's, that's like a king's piece. That's like going to Taco Bell and sp- oh my god, I went to Taco Bell the other night. What I get at Taco Bell is like fifteen bucks. It's like Hell the yeah, nacho, nacho. <laughs> well, it's nacho bel grande food combo with uh, uh, the Dorito Loco Taco Supreme, and then I, I get I it. Haven't had that yet. That's so don't get the Cool Ranch because I hate it. No, I don't. I don't care if you like if you like Cool Ranch Doritos, you'll like it. But the the Doritos Locos Taco is very good. It's do they do eating... the sweet chili Doritos too? I don't know. That might those be... are the best Doritos in my opinion. I've never had those. Dylan buys Cool Ranch, and I literally won't kiss him after he eats them. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate Cool Ranch Doritos so much. Hilarious. Babe, have you not... Cool Ranch? Yeah, no, get the fuck away from yeah, my mouth. <laughs> literally, it's like I can – you smell like Cool Ranch. Like, yeah, they're pretty, very but... strong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they all are, but no. So I get the nachos combo with the taco, and then I get like the, I don't know, is it the gordita crunch? It's like this taco with nacho cheese, and then it's a taco on the inside. Is it the cheesy gordita crunch? Yeah, that sounds right. I think that, yeah, I think that, so the, all that, that is like fifteen amazing. bucks. That at sounds my amazing. Taco Bell. Yeah, so I was behind a guy, and I it was just him in the car, and he was. Like his eyes were just so stony, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we're all here for each one other." One of us. One and of us. He went through. His order was fifty-four dollars, and I was like, "I'm praying that he's ordering for a group of people." Wow. But it didn't look like it because I saw his order, and it was one drink and a shitload of food. <laughs> I was like, and it was like all in. It was all like meal and and then individual items, and I was like. This guy is like me times four. Like, <laughs> and like, I, you know, like you can see them in the reflector window. He's like tiny. He was like this little guy in his car. And I'm like, no way. No goddamn way. Dude, and I then I, and then I come up. He was up. like some giant man. Like, no, he was a little what? dude. Little, little dude. I don't know. Kudos to that guy for ordering the, but anyway, so the Wendy's. So 20 McNuggets, <laughs> two junior bacon cheeseburgers. Those are like one patty though, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's they're not, that's, they're like, not that bad. that's just like a that. double cheeseburger together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do you like their fries? Do you like Wendy's fries? Yeah. Uh, I do. They're like meh to me. I like I mean I, I like, like McDonald's fries over them, but it's I like yeah. I get Wendy's for the for the nuggets and the burger. So the fries being what they are, it doesn't throw me sure. off. They do have really good chicken nuggets too. Very underrated yeah. chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so I went, I went ham. Um, but yeah. you know, even to come full circle back to what we were saying, even though we all like splurging on that junk food, yes, 
the core has to uh, just, I have to feel good about eating it. Like I can't, mm-hmm. you know, if you were to eat that every single day, you, you would just oh. feel shit. You yeah. would just feel like shit. And like, so you, you can't feel like shit after you eat. So it has to be in a somewhat, you have to know that it's somewhat good for you. Yeah. And I think there's like a, there is sort of a brain satisfaction eating healthy food. Cause I feel like you're, that's when your yeah. brain's like, okay, this is stuff that we like need. You know, these are nutrients you're eating. You know, it's not yep. just like junk food. So I always feel like healthy food, you know, as much as people, I think sometimes try to avoid it, it really does pay off as far as like mental health and stomach health and all that stuff. So I, I think it's a great point, like having, and also just good ingredients. That's a huge part of it too. You know, yeah. just knowing where you're knowing comes exactly, from and, exactly knowing where it comes yeah. from and, and just knowing exactly what you're putting into the food. Those are huge. Um, yeah. I think, was that four or was that five? I don't That's four. You have one more. Shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Now I'm on, now I don't, ah, shit. Let's do, let's do, let's do some negatives and then maybe I'll come sure. up. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Positive. Okay. So, some some things, <laughs> some food that you hate. Some food that I hate. Now, if I can't taste my food because of how spicy it is, I hate it. Then it's not even, That's I can't even, then point. I'm not even, then yeah. I can't even. What's the point, what's the point of just setting yourself on fire? Like, right. you know. I do it. I totally get that. There was a, there was a food, uh, when I was first being exposed to Thai food was definitely in college. My buddy, my roommate actually, his name was Casey. He was, he's from New York. He's from the East Coast. So he probably had a whole more exposure to that type of food maybe than I did for sure. But he was always pushing, hey man, let's go, let's go get some Thai food. Let's go do this and this and this. And I'm like, I've never, I sure, okay. Um, I remember we got Thai food from this one place, uh, and he got, uh, I actually don't even remember what specific dish it was, but it was the flat noodles. It was the flat noodles. Um, and there might've been some pork in there anyways, but he got like, like the hottest level, like the, like hotter than he was like, give me like spicier than Thai hot, please. Like he called him up and he was like, yo, I know what you're about. Give me, give me extreme. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's the thing. Everyone assumes that they dumb the heat down in Thai right. restaurants. They don't. They don't. Like, they don't. it's so funny. I've heard so many similar stories. Like, I know they're just making it less because I'm right. white. I'm like, they're really not. Because <laughs> they know that white people like spicy food. <laughs> like, and really? yeah. Okay, so he, he got, got like it. the hottest. He got the hottest, and he was like, "Oh, you know, give it a try." I was, I was content eating mine. It was delicious. It was perfect. Yeah. He's like, give mine a try. Just just one of the bite. And he was successfully eating it, dude. He was he was going to town on it, which was very impressive because this guy was a tiny little white guy. Just I mean, Well, that's interesting you say that because there's there a lot of stuff I've read about how spicy food triggers this sort of addictive response in the brain. Mm. So you have to eat it quickly because your body will start craving that. It's, you do, they do, it doesn't crave like the pain part of it afterwards. It craves that initial just like kind of like heat on the taste bud. I've and felt it, that it makes, crave. Have you felt yeah. the crave? I've felt oh, that. Oh God! You if can't I stop eat, eating the spicy thing. Yeah, it's true. If I, I get that. like pho and I put too much sriracha in it or something, oh my God, I'm drinking the broth at that yeah. point. Because kind of weird. Because you're aware. Is, like oh my but, God! Oh my God! <laughs> well, and I and I you know it's not the same thing as like you know drinking where it's like no. you're anticipating no, no, no. it and you're like your brain will kind of ease into it. This is your brain like, okay, like, fuck. Like, yeah. let's, but it like wants more of it at the same time. And it, 
it's a you know, it does also <laughs> spicy food's good for you too. I mean, it stimulates your gut and it actually it wakes you up. A lot of people say that if you are really okay. tired to eat spicy food or like literally like put dashes of hot sauce in your mouth because it'll like kind of jolt you awake better than caffeine for sure and it does it's it's, wasabi oh my god my mother used to use wasabi to clear out our sinuses like if i was sneezing a ton yeah but yes i was sneezing a bunch my mom would go get the little like you know toothpaste tube wasabi out of the fridge and get a spoon be like come here and she put a glob of it i mean I would just, I knew it was coming every time when she would be like, come on. And it wasn't the smell, but it would be like one bite of it. And it's like a horse radish is an actual horse and he's kicking you in the kicking face. Kicking you in the face. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, oh. I do I do that now. I eat wasabi because I kind of crave that like, woo, you know, like. Right, right, and right. My my voice goes an octave deeper for seven, eight <laughs> seconds. It's really, it's very gratifying. But no, I, t- yeah, no, wasabi was the, yeah, that was a, that was a standard in my house. But I do get what you're saying though to go back about spicy food that is just pure heat. It's just like I, there's no salt. There's no, I, I literally like can't savor it. It's yep. just like I'm. I'm also in excruciating pain if that's the case yeah. too, because like this is enjoyable. Yeah, ruined. It's like, well, this is fucked. This is scuffed. Um, so yeah, yeah just over. Yeah, not only not only that, not only that, but you're like, what is gonna happen tomorrow when <laughs> like <laughs> coming out? Of I'm literally gonna have fiery poops. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it's. And it's that's like the worst part of it too, because you're like, oh my god, like <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> cry so even bad. more. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, oh, so food that's too that's spicy. Definitely, that's definitely up there. Um, then, uh, if I if I can taste, um, so okay, so let's let's. This is going to be pretty specific. Uh, yeah. Blood in. I, I'm not. I can't do medium steaks. Really. Really can't. It's got. I don't. I don't know, man. Maybe like a little bit. If someone's like, dude, you like, if someone's like, yo, this guy's the best steak cooker, like you have to, there'll be a little bit of pink, like, <laughs> like just, just, just try, it. like, I'll make, okay, I'll, tr- uh, sure, I'll eat it, but like, that's, that's a real big turnoff for me is the is is blood and steaks during, oh man, it's so fucking good though. Okay, so here's, I get it though, I totally understand because I I don't like blood sausage because oh no, I know what's fucking <laughs> in it. I know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. Speaking of blood, and hopefully you don't get sick, uh, like because I can't I can't handle the sight of blood. But this isn't like a gross, gruesome story. This is funny. So my old chef, uh, assistant chef at the restaurant I worked at before COVID, he worked at another kitchen before, and they had blood sausage on the menu. And they had two prep kitchens. One was in the basement, and one was like on the main floor. Mm-hmm. And I guess the guy making the blood sausage, he lost his balance. And tipped the entire bucket of blood, pig's blood, onto himself. And he walked up into the next kitchen and he looked like he had committed the most heinous murder. Oh my and my God. my prep chef was like, What the fuck happened to you? Like But he's like, We heard it. Blood. He's like, everyone stayed quiet. He's like, We heard like, oh no. 
<laughs> like, and everyone, he's like, we were all just dead fucking quiet. Like, oh <laughs> and I'm like, how, one, gross, and two, that's not good, because that's like, that's like, your entire stock of that for the day is just gone. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, but, but it's like, it was just that's such a gross nasty, story. Dude. But I, I get that. Nasty. With steak, I, uh, I like it. Well, if I'm at a steakhouse, I'll get it medium rare, but I'm inept at cooking steaks, so I char it on the outside, and then it's, like, bright red on the inside. So I like that, and then doused with, like, fucking Bernays sauce or some butter sauce. That's really good. So do you order a steak, like, medium well? I do. Okay. That's that's okay, as long as you're not ordering it well. Nope. <laughs> Although no, I shouldn't discriminate because no, no. I get it. I ordered well steaks till I was like 22 because I didn't know. I didn't know that you could. There it's was okay. a different flavor because the flavors completely different uh, ranging yeah. that way up. For sure. For sure. But, OK, so blood. <laughs> We're on to Shelf. number three now. Food. Really? Shelf. Oh, really? Are, you're not allergic, are you? No, not allergic. Just I not, can do if it's a deliciously if it's a deliciously made coconut shrimp. I'm all about it, but sure. if we move if we move into lobster, any type of lobster, nope, not for me. Oh my god! Crab, mm-mm. love it. Uh, and then if we move into the oyster, the, the like uh, the oh, scallops no. and the mussels, also no. Okay, I love mussels. <clears throat> I love I like mussels in like a white wine sauce. I like uh, scallops. Mm-hmm. I do not like oysters. We were we at number. Th- were we at number three? I think that Over. was three. Yes. Uh, okay. What was, what was first? Too spicy. Uh, Too spicy. And then, oh blood, shit. Uh, blood, blood and steak. Blood. Yep. And three is the uh, shellfish. Shellfish. Huh, man. I that's that's fun. although I I get it because a lot of people really you know are like they eat weird things, and you know they're. Not always um, farmed. Uh, yeah. What's the word? They're not always farmed. Like, well, there's really no way to, I think to correctly farm fish. I don't know. Prove me wrong, someone. But like, right? <laughs> I, I, to me, I I can get it. Can be questionable totally where that stuff comes from. And that's I mean, for someone who is mindful of it, you know, I would totally be like, mm, shellfish may not be the best thing to eat. I just I don't know. We grew up on surf and turf at my house on like. Saturday night surf and turf. So I love scrimps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, shrimp mostly is my favorite, but I do love, I, I like that sort of salty, briny, fishy taste too, but not for everyone. Dylan hates not fish. Everyone. There you Doesn't. go. If I'm I, cook, if I cook fish, I have to do it while he's like out of the room. <laughs> Cause he'll like, he'll be like, God, what are you? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just fish for my salad. Dare well, I, I open a can of tuna? Like, oh. <laughs> or Nick with his fucking sardines. See, I like sardines, man. I'm oh, just, I, really? I do. I can do sardines. I like yeah. fried sardines. I don't like them right out of the can. Anchovies, probably not. Oh, not. I love anchovies. Yeah, okay. Okay. They're they're the bacon of the sea. That's I like that. Still, they have like- they have a smokier. I don't know. I I can't eat them on pizza anymore. That that got mm-hmm. just too much. Because really, that's when it, they are like hairy little fish on your stuff. But if you buy good anchovies <laughs> on, your <stuff. laughs> on your stuff, on your pizza. But if you buy good ones, I make a sauce. It's like a it's like a cherry tomato anchovy sauce. But 
They're so salty. They're great for pasta. I love anchovies with pasta. Although they do kind of taste a little mushroomy now that I think about it too, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Okay, so we're on to number four. Um, man, oh man. Uh, shit, dude. This is even <laughs> tougher than the one that the one I said come back to. Things I are there? Like well, you already. Uh, we can count mushrooms. Or no, I don't like mushrooms. What was the one that you? Was there a vegetable that you didn't like? Or like one that you just, or did you mention anything? Or am I, I casting that on you? <laughs> I I don't think I don't I don't think I dislike any vegetable. <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay. Even broccoli, you like broccoli. Love it. Love broccoli. Love cauliflower. Love spinach. I like cauliflower. <laughs> do you like I kale? Almost every day. I do like, like kale. Kale, kale I know, salad. Like delicious. Kale. I think you've made me a kale salad, actually. I made a kale chicken salad. That was so fucking good. It was it was a Greek it was a Greek one too because it was like a yogurt dressing and it had chickpeas and. No, I kid you not. I was trying to because because this obviously I knew this was today and so I was thinking of just previous dishes because I thought that was going to (laughs) be one of the questions of like which dishes specifically like that you had made I enjoyed, and I remembered that that and I didn't remember if it was kale or not but now that you say that that dude that salad was. And it was chicken. You put chicken in there too. It was yeah. I like I roasted chicken with, was, with like I have just like a generic bottle of Greek seasoning, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know what. I it's just a lot of stuff a lot in of a those. bottle. There, I've seen I've seen it. Yeah. Time. So I I like marinated that and then I baked the chicken. Uh, and then I just like it was thighs too. So thighs always come out good. And then yeah, it was just like a it was like a yogurt sauce with lemon juice and olive oil so and good man with kale and chickpeas and i want to say i threw something else in there too maybe like cranberries there or something some, yes yes there was yeah the no it was, was it was it was pomegranate seeds oh it was yeah pomegranate seeds oh. because i was like it was kind of like greek food with like a lebanese twist on everything because i put pomegranate seeds in the hummus too mm-hmm. hummus is like my go-to thing to make for a party because it's so easy it. and it goes every time like with our group, my God, the hummus craze. We destroy it. Oh God. I like yeah, Asian. Your salad, your salad was to die for. Uh, so <laughs> that was I, I totally like. I kind of made that one up as I went too, because I I really only looked up the dressing because I was like I don't, but I I knew I wanted something that was Greek inspired just because it's it, it's great to feed a lot of people pretty much, mm-hmm. and that salad was gone. And I was like. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had a lot more than three servings on that one. Anyways, oh, but this made me think of the the last positive one is yeah. fresh, fresh, yes. freshness, fresh. There's just something you just know, right? When you're about to yeah. eat a fresh meal versus a not fresh meal, mm-hmm. you know, and it just it just makes the experience so much better. And it ranges too. I mean, a lot of people will think freshness, or may think freshness of like you know freshness of produce, freshness of ingredients. I think of it as like, how old is this bread? How old is this pastry? It can go, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my focus is on the baked goods mostly, but it's like, it totally runs that, that gamut of like, you know, there is a use for everything in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but something that's just undeniably like there that day, you know, fresh, it is definitely one of those things where it's just so satisfying. And, you know, then... With things that aren't fresh, I like to turn all that stuff into stuff that is like soup, you know, stew, yep. anything. You know, there's such a use for that kind of stuff, too, that isn't fresh anymore. And 
there's such a beauty in people in people who can cook and turn that into something new. I'm actually not very good at that because I don't I like to eat what it was intended for a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think most people of us are, do, right? Yeah. <laughs> most I think most That's people true. do. But some yeah, people no, are it's... geniuses though with like repurposing food that it's been in the fridge and whatnot true but no freshness i really think is that's a great point because that's something that i think we always kind of take for granted too as far as like you know grocery shopping we expect things to be good Mm -hmm. because it's on sale and you know everything is has an an expiration date on it and all that kind of stuff and so we i feel like that's something we obsess over we don't know we do but Really oh, achieving, but having it, it's like, yeah, it really does matter. So, yeah, that's a great point. Um, did you have any more food hates, or are you drawing blanks? <laughs> I'm drawing blanks, man. That's all good. I mean, I'm hey, sorry. it's better to, no, it's okay. It's better to like things than to hate things. So, True. I only ask that question because True. I like to think of myself as like, oh, I love everything, but there are some foods I'm like, nope, no thanks. Like, pass, hard pass. I've tried it, but. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting how some people really just have stuff they will not eat. But that's, I, I, you make great points, though, with stuff being too spicy, too, you know, just no, like not enough flavor even to. That's one thing I hate is like lack of salt. If something yeah. is not salted, it's especially meat, like no, like non-salted meat is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm eating just protein. Like I'm not a tiger, you know, yeah. if I can throw some salt on this. But what I no. also don't like is, for example, like if you're cooking like ground turkey, if you don't like what I like doing is putting wine into that meat yes. to negate the meaty, right, taste. Yeah. So, yeah, ground turkey is a that's a weird one because it's everyone always is like, oh, it's interchangeable with ground beef. Like it's really not. not. No, yeah, it's not always. Mostly because cows aren't poultry. And like, <laughs> it's like a cow isn't a bird. Thank you. Like, <laughs> true. but it's like just because it, it cooks to the same color doesn't mean that it's yeah, the it's same not, thing. No, no, no. But no, that is funny because Derek actually one of the things I'm trying to do for his episode, he had um, he, he, his first memory of food was like a bad one. And he's like, it was oh, these no. fucking turkey patties that my mom would make. And I'm like, I can only imagine. I was like, ground oh, turkey? He's like, yeah, they're just like ground turkey that's cooked in a oh, patty. Oh, it's like, his description gross. His description was so lackluster, it depressed <laughs> me. Like, so I'm trying to reinvigorate a turkey patty for him. And it's not easy. They're disgusting. It's like, all I eat, it's like, I just want a burger. It's right. like, I just want like... a real fucking burger. Like, oh, man. Well. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about food-wise or any questions for me or When am I going to see you again? I know. I know. <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to figure out cuz I'm this month is crazy cuz we're going to launch a podcast network in October. So, um we're working out all the paperwork and like getting all that stuff organized. Uh to get an LLC, yeah, I'm like going through and filing for the LLC. Um just so we can divert profits to it if we ever make money but yeah i don't know we're so dylan and i and we're also researching a fuckload for season two so this month is like crazy already and i'm going home for my brother's 21st birthday so 2021 oh shit does that make you feel old or what (laughs) yes i just turned 27 just like 
well, it's fine. I secretly love cooking Thanksgiving. And I don't secretly love it. I do love it. I do love cooking it for y'all because it's like my one mom moment a year. Hey, but, we, we love having you cook for uh, us. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. I beat Derek's dad's turkey in the turkey off for two years in a row. Straight up? He, straight up. Derek's like, your turkey was better. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, It's the fucking pound of butter I put in now, it. Have, so. have you met Mr. Zoya to be able to make this even no, more? No, I've never met his family just because Either. they never they never visited the house when we lived at uh, McAlpin. Um, full time? No, no, maybe to move him in, but I moved in late. I was like a month late to that party. So, cause I yeah, had to, were. yeah, I, they, they got the lease in September and I moved in in October. No, I moved in in November. So they, they'd been living there a little bit already. So, um, but yeah, I never met Derek's family. I've met his brother. Um, I've never met his parents though. I like, I've known Aaron's parents though forever because I went to school with him. So it's like weird how I know the Kenosha people the way I do. <laughs> it's like some people I've known for like a decade and some well, people I've known I assume for you'd like meet three years. his parents. Right. But I guess because of that connection, that weird. Yeah, no. And I know a, like Kenosha was a really big recruiting city for my school. So mm-hmm. a lot of Kenosha people went to Wesleyan. So I know like inner circles of people from, yeah. I, of like people I know now, like who have met in Chicago, who know people that I went to college with when I oh, met when well. I was like eighteen. <laughs> it's just super weird. Yeah, it's like the smallest world. But same thing with Texas too. I know a lot of Texans the same way because we had a lot of Texans where I went to Those school. Hard but Texans, man. They're so. Oh, uh, I love the Texans though. <laughs> they're they're so sweet. All they want hey, is a Whataburger. Have you ever heard of St. Angelo, Texas? out of curiosity st angelo texas no cool just curious where is it fuck it fine <laughs> it's where it's where i've a, I've, a, I've a really good friend who's i've been working and living with in alaska for for now for the past few years he's from st angelo texas i think it's by some university down there but i don't know he's he's always like yeah it's a piece of shit little piece of nothing like no it one is. even knows about it <laughs> uh man it, look how dark in... it is right now this is insane wes it's 12 and it's Look at I know it's my computer's my, like lighting my face like it's dark. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, my same here. I have like my desk light on. Man. Okay, I want to see the whole state of Texas. It's in like central Texas. Mm. Kind Texas of like so big, it's just mind blowing. It's so it's big. in like the desert part of Texas, mm. like the not yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because I'd say I don't know. A lot of my friends are from Houston. Okay. Um, and I have one friend from. Uh, from Dallas, I think he's from Fort Worth though. So like, it's like it's not really Dallas. It's just where the airport is. But, yeah, man. Well, I, I'd be yeah. down to those little virtual. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where it's at with this whole. Uh, it, yeah, I know, and it, it sucks because I miss all you guys so much. And that was another reason I wanted to do this show was because it's like. This gives me a great excuse to talk with them for like two or three hours at a True. time. This has been great. And this has been great. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I'm I've been really happy um producing these episodes and hearing everyone's backstory. Everyone is so different. And I it cannot amazing, wait actually like, to be honest Josh, to hear a lot of it. Oh my god, Josh's was really cool too. And it's like stuff I didn't fucking know about about y'all. And that was 
the big reason I like I was like I don't know a lot of this stuff. I can't really write about them without knowing their full story and how mm-hmm. I you know, because I can write all day about like, you know, these are the things I've cooked for them. But it's like, well, what do they like? You know, I don't want it to be like this is just the food I like that I force upon my friends. Like, you know, right. what is it? What are the kind of things they have? And so not only that, but I think it'll be a great experiment because like I write down stuff as we talk and mm-hmm. those eventually I'll hunt for recipes and try to make like my own versions. Bernard is by far the hardest. Uh, really? he's from his parents are from Africa. You're right. So a lot of those recipes are like familial, they're not regional. So finding like mm-hmm. a generic version of anything is very difficult. Because every family has their own way of cooking it. Right. But it's so fucking fascinating because it's like I didn't know he was uh first generation. Dude, I can't I, I'm telling you, I cannot wait to hear dude, all of this. So eye opening for everyone. It's so I much fun. Wait. And then after uh so you guys are arc one so arc one is the cookbook peeps and then after that i'm going to do my entire family so when i go home i'm recording with my mom my aunt my dad my brother um and talking all about their history with food i envy your i envy your passion that you have for this this is so this is great it's so fun you know i to me it's like i i really didn't make much music during this throughout this whole quarantine and i'm off work now through next year so it's this is like (laughs) this is now like becoming almost a business idea because it's like people are successful at this medium absolutely and you know it's fun because i get to see i it excites me a lot because i get to write and i think i was telling derek it's like my whole life i've been told i'm a good writer but that's just a skill i have it's not the main thing i should focus on Mm. so and now i'm like you know I've done a lot of shit and nothing makes me happier than writing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've done music, I've done theater, I've done, you know, everything. And for me, it's like, I really enjoy writing. I should just do the writing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with podcasting, those two things just go hand in hand. And, you know, it's almost nicer than music in that I get more of like an instant gratification of knowing I've worked hard on something and putting it out, you know, on like a weekly basis. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, it's fun. And, you know, Dylan, I really should credit Dylan a lot more than I do because the whole dog show was his idea. No and he sort of, yeah, he, I and he, doing. he pitched it like, I want to say two years ago now, like wow. we started living together and he's like, we should do this podcast and I was so wrapped up with work, all this stuff. And I mm-hmm. thought that might have been my calling. And, you know, and I was like, OK, well, let's see we'll, we'll, if we'll do it. And then right before I went to Germany, I was like, OK, yeah, well, let's develop it. And then in Germany, you know, in the midst of COVID starting, you know, and we had to, like, come back and early. Yeah, and that's insane. Man. It was crazy. And in that time, though, I while I was there and just eating and writing, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a restaurant manager. This isn't that I, I was distracted for a while. And so having this quarantine, it's really been interesting to dive in on a whole different medium that I've never done. And the dog show, you know, has been really fun and we enjoy it a lot. And we hope that it picks up steam, but we were like, you know, if we want it, and Dylan wants to produce more shows of his own 
and I wanted and I'm doing this and I was like mm-hmm. let's just start like a creative you gotta network. start somewhere absolutely yeah Right. So it's we're really it's really exciting. And, you know, I'm it. hoping in a couple of years or so this can kind of be my living, you know, along with book writing and stuff like that, too, because the cookbook, mm-hmm. you know, because of this, all of this stuff I'm doing with you guys, the cookbook is becoming easier and easier to write. Sure. And I'm like, thank God, this is Makes like sense. doing what it was supposed to do. Like, But it's funny because like each chapter, it's fleshed out from like three or four pages to like five six seven eight nine ten pages depending <laughs> on the person like taylor's chapter is the longest only because there's like seven or eight recipes in her chapter because oh she has the thanksgiving recipe fucking tay chapter <laughs> i yeah and i yeah she's like the last person i haven't scheduled to interview yet too and yeah, i was like that's gonna be the longest fucking about episode. everyone he's like i fucking miss you guys like i miss you too bro uh, what i wouldn't give please, to like have uh, just give everyone like five minute long hugs it'd be great oh my god it's it's crazy i do have a fa- the fond memory of the beginning of quarantine of you <laughs> being like well fuck it in case we all get covid like and everyone was like yeah like that'll happen yeah. like we were all it's like and then not even two weeks later it's like world enforced quarantine yeah, like, like lockdown just fuck shut. yeah I left for Germany not two days after that party, too. And I remember coming back and I saw I remember coming back to the apartment. I just laughed. I was like, what? And because when we went back or we had to come back, so we only did Berlin. We stayed in Berlin for five days. We were supposed to go do everything else for five days and we cut that off. And so dates of this trip, it was March 10th to the 20th. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh, the travel ban was announced on the 12th of wow. March and, or no, on the 11th, we were only there for a day. You were only there and for a day? When the, yeah, we had one day of full vacation and then at two o'clock in the morning in Germany, they announced that the U S had had this travel ban announced and our parents called us. We had to go to the Berlin airport to get our flights changed only to find out Iceland air doesn't have a ticket booth at berlin Tegel airport so don't go to the berlin airport to change your tickets <laughs> if you fly from berlin oh my God. or fly on iceland air so we had to call iceland air we were on the phone for an hour and like on hold uh and they booked us on a flight that following saturday to come back to chicago so our flights were all in order we did berlin and it was really weird because we ate at restaurants literally like the night before everything had to close. Wow. It was just like, it was very surreal and we didn't have masks. We didn't, you know, we didn't. Right. 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 They were before all that. Imagine yeah. now we're saying before all that. Oh, oh my God. So we get uh. to our flight. We fly out of Berlin. That flight was an hour and a half late getting into Berlin. So when we get to Reykjavik, we learned that Iceland air has been late to Chicago so many times that flights have to take off without passengers. And so our flight to Chicago oh had taken God. off what? half an hour after we had half an hour before we had landed. So we go out. No one tells us in in uh, the passport lane. They literally stamped our passports to go through to the flight. And we get there and they're like, that flight took off like 30 minutes ago. They're like, what the actual? What? And so oh. we go to the help desk and they were oh, super God. nice. You're like, we you have a free hotel stay and, you know, in Keflavik, which is just next door. And they're like, it has a great ocean view. And it really did. It was a fucking gorgeous okay. ocean view. Right. 
Iceland is beautiful. Go. I told I Richard, to like, Fuck, we should stay. They don't have it here yet. Like, you know, like it's, <laughs> it is gorgeous. Um, and then we flew to Chicago the next day and we avoided all of that. You know, on the news, there's that crazy, like thousands of people backed up mm-hmm. into O'Hare's like international wing. They were all gone by the time we got there. Damn. Customs took five minutes <laughs> when we got there oh, and they God. scanned it and they literally, we had to sign a piece of paper that was like, you will go into quarantine for 14 days, blah, 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 mail this back. And like, it was, yeah. Was the airport the, just empty? Like, empty. Were you alo- oh my not God. a soul in that oh airport. It was very weird. There was one oh, customs wow. agent and we were, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because if we would have flown back when we were supposed to, like if we hadn't missed our flight, we would have been stuck in that huge, like, 10,000 people stuck in O'Hare situation. So it's like, well, you know, we got a free night in Iceland, you know. And I remember I I told Richard, I like I was like, in hindsight, this will be a perk. (laughs) Like, remember it's like, remember how we got to stay for a night free in Iceland right before we couldn't travel anywhere for years? Like true. So yeah, that's it's it was a crazy time and it's been yeah, it's just been home ever since and for a while. So but yeah, no, it's it's funny just how it all started. And we threw a party being like, should we be worried about this? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. We had like 15 people over. <laughs> like, hey, it was a good time. And, and, well, and we, we, none of us got COVID. Being in Germany, too, the, the attitude was so different. And it was it was calming to be there because people were so tranquil about it. They're like, well, you know, this happens. And, you know. Literally, people there are like this. This part of the world has lived through plague <laughs> after plague after plague. It's right. like I think you know it will be okay, but and it's weird too because I just read like a couple books, and they were talking about with a scientist who uh, was working to prevent the next SARS coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. and this book was written like 15 years ago, oh and I'm like fucking crazy, and it's just like. It's action. like, well, that guy probably what? got fired. But, like, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's weird that this has been... And he was like, the next pandemic will be a SARS pandemic. And totally called it, because that's oh, what it is. Craziness. And it's just like, it's weird that scientists have been like, yeah, you might want to be careful for like 15 years. And really, hindsight is weird. Dumb humans, dude. Yeah. Hindsight, dumb humans. <laughs> hindsight stupidity hindsight stupid yeah it's all good i mean we'll get back to the way of the world eventually and i hope man you know i already started pulling grays out of my hair so that's fun no (laughs) it's like i'm not even 30 like allowed to yet no yeah yeah, i know and i remember i was like dylan and i was holding it it was just one (laughs) silver hair like what's happening like and i haven't i haven't gotten my hair dyed professionally at all so I don't have like the rich brown I usually do. <laughs> it's like my natural hair color. <laughs> I hate it. Well, thank you so much for being on this show and oh, it was my pleasure. Sharing Dude, everything. It was, it was oh my god, it was so much fun. Every person it's great. been I cannot wait to hear everyone's story. Yeah. I'd like to thank my friend Dimitri for being on this show. If you'd like to support this show, Don't forget to subscribe and please give the show a rating on your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at gfbf at arcadiapodcastnetwork.com. 
I hope you join me next week for another episode of Good Food for Bad Friends from the Arcadia Podcast Network. Have you ever looked at a dog and thought, what kind of dog is that? Or wondered why some dogs look so different from others? Me too. And I wish there was some way to explore these questions and cast them out into the world in some sort of pod. Oh, podcasts. Right. I have a podcast. I'm Dylan. I've been a dog walker for over three years. My boyfriend Wesley and I really want a dog of our own. But what kind of dog? We decided to make a whole podcast to discuss just that. It's called We're Getting a Dog. Each week, we discuss a different dog breed. We go deep on the breed's history and discuss what it takes to own each dog. You can find video on YouTube, audio on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and everything you need at we'regettingadog.com. This is the Arcadia Podcast Network.